Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Uh, Blessings, everyone. I'm Dale. Thank you again for joining with me. And uh, thank you for the support. Again, I just encourage you, I do this every now and then, to uh, uh, share with folks about this time together. Okay? Let them know. Uh, again, you may have to walk some people through it because uh, the whole podcast thing is going to be new to a lot of folks. But you know how it works or you wouldn't be here. Uh, so show somebody how to do it either on a computer or a tablet or their phone, which is probably the best way, or in the automobile. It's just amazing how many different ways that you can uh, join together. So we're looking at Ephesians 4 uh, around the basic idea of spiritual gifts, but we've seen that there's a lot more going on here. Our, our main topic is spiritual gifts, but I wanted us to see that if we would know and function as the way the Lord has revealed to us, each one of us individually by His Holy Spirit, within that giftedness, it would transform the body of Christ. And we've seen from the beginning of the fourth chapter that Paul says, hey, I want you to walk in a worthy manner. And he told them to walk in humility and gentleness and patience and tolerance and to love one another and be diligent to preserve the unity. Again, to preserve the unity, not to create unity, not to attain unity. By definition, true believers are unified in the spirit and in the bond of peace. And then he reminded them, that there's one body and one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one God and Father overall. And he tells them that when the Lord ascended on high, that he gave men gifts. And we've seen how gifted individuals are to equip the saints for the work of the service. The Lord releases these gifts of the Spirit in different types of ways. Yeah, there may be some titles and there's some organizational type of things and some understanding within leadership roles. And so you have apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. The purpose of those folks are to equip the saints for the work of the service, to build up the body of Christ, and to realize that we're going to be doing this until we attain to that unity of faith that we have by definition, okay, that we're living that out. So because of that, we're not to be behaving as children anymore, but we're to grow up in the Lord. So verse 17, well, verse 16, he told us that we're all fitted together individually and that each individual and when the proper working of each individual part is happening, this causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself, of the body, in love. So, verse 17, listen to this. So, this I say and affirm together with the Lord. So that's Paul saying this. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to affirm it together with the Lord. In other words, the Lord has revealed this to me, and he says this to him, that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walked. He's talked to them some about uh, not walking as they did in their past life. He's going to show them some more about this, and he's going to remind them of how they used to walk. So he says, don't walk any longer as the Gentiles also walked in the futility of their mind. In other words, they think certain things, and they think, oh, this is right, this is right. But it's futile. I shared that today with somebody because you just looked at the abject uh, foolishness that is occurring in the world today. I mean, craziness. I saw an article of the day where somebody was ranting and raving because they said that four-year-olds who are being told that their boys or girls were being mistreated because they need to make that decision later in their life. 
I mean, just crazy things. And so I shared with my friend today, I'm reminded of Romans 1, where it says, professing to be wise, they became fools. And that's what he's saying. The Gentiles walk in this futility of their mind. Verse 18 says this, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart. So he's reminded them that from where they have been rescued, where they had been saved. So it's not impossible for a Gentile to be saved, okay? But he's saying this, they are darkened in their understanding. They think they're so brilliant. They think they're so enlightened. They think they have so much truth. But the light that they think they have is not light. It is dark. And they're excluded from the life of God. Why is that? Because the ignorance is in them. Now, it doesn't have to be that way. Romans 1 again tells us, that God has brought forth two testimonies that every human has experienced, every human being. And they can't deny this. There's two testimonies, and here's what the two testimonies are. There's the external testimony of creation. The external creation testimony reveals that there's somebody greater than the individual. Somebody made all this. Something brought this forth. And the only way that the world knows how to describe it is, well, it's Mother Nature. <laughs> really? Think that through. How foolish is that? But then there's another testimony. So there's the external testimony of creation. And then there's the inward testimony. God has placed within every human being. Now think on that. Regardless of how evil they are, he has placed within every human being an awareness that he exists. An awareness that God is real. That's the reason I believe that uh, atheists act and react the way they often do and just being so hateful and belligerent because they know they're fighting against the truth that is within themselves. And so Paul is saying here, hey, these Gentiles are darkened in their understanding. They're excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them and because of the hardness of their heart. That's interesting. The hardness of the heart. Listen to verse 19. It gives us more insight. And they, having become callous, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. So you see that they have a heart. Okay, they have a heart. And not just a physical heart that we think of pumping the blood. They have that awareness, that heart that God has placed there, but their heart has become hard, and their hearts become calloused. Why is that? Because they gave themselves over to sensuality. You see in Romans 1 again, three times it's repeated where God says, uh, God gave them over, God gave them over, God gave them over. He gave them over to the lust of their flesh. He gave them over to the desires. And saying, oh, you want to do that? Go right ahead, pursue that. And that's what uh, Paul is saying here to the church of Ephesus, that every kind of of practice of impurity is being done among the Gentiles. And not only just the basic thing, but it says with greediness. What does that mean? With greediness. Yeah, sort of carries the idea that enough's not enough. That when they get what they want, whatever that is, they want more. And then they want more. Enough can never be enough. At the end of Romans 1, you actually see it manifest in this way. Uh, the word tells us that the greatest joy they have is not only in doing these things, but in getting other people involved in doing the type of evil they're doing. It. And you say, well, what is the, what is the 
Paul's point? What's the purpose of the Spirit in sharing this? He's encouraging them to walk worthy of the calling they've been walked with. And he's just warning them, okay? Don't walk the way the Gentiles do. Don't be tempted to go back into any of those sins. Don't do that. Don't go back into the futility of the mind or the darkening of the understanding. Realize they've been excluded from the life of God. They're ignorant. Their hearts are hard. They're callous. They're caught up in all that sensuality that may look sort of enticing. He said, but at least every kind of impurity. As a matter of fact, the next verse begins another sentence. The three verses we just saw was another separate sentence. You know that pattern we've seen. Let me just read it, and then we'll pick it up next time. Verse 20 says this, but you did not learn Christ in this way. <laughs> Isn't that great? He said, you know that Christ would not lead you in acting and behaving in this way. You didn't learn it in this way. So be forewarned. Watch out. Don't walk this way, but walk according to your calling. Again, I'm Dale. I thank you so much for your time. I'll see you. Bye-bye.